0: Hi, you're about to listen to Dirty Laughs Podcast.
1: When life doesn't give you the success you planned, grab a microphone and your three best friends and put on a show anyway. (laughs) 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 Let's get down to business, to defeat
2: the hands. Anyway. <laughs> Hi team! <laughs> guys, guys, look. It's coming home. It's coming home.
1: Oh, that's why I went out last night. I actually watched the football for the first time in living memory. I don't I don't want to get my hopes up.
0: I mean, people might listen to this in like a month, a year's time. <laughs> and there's me going,
2: it's coming home. <laughs> and I, they're going to
0: think, what an idiot
1: (laughs) oh she's in
0: for a right treat
1: yeah oh if only she knew (laughs) yeah no it is potentially coming home
0: i had a bunch of 18 year olds in my living room so i just hid in my room (laughs) Uh, yeah i just hid away i was like i cannot go anywhere else that's my brother's friends, not just a random eighteen-year-old. <laughs> you know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I just
2: invited them in off the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanna tell Here we go. We well, we went to Coyote Ugly to watch it, and then at the end, we were all like, "Yeah, England, oh my home." coming home (laughs) in the middle of wales (laughs) that's the thing we like met up with all our english friends but it was making us laugh because there are everyone scared to wear like english football shirts because the welsh hate the english so like they it would just be like you'd walk past and because one of my friends was wearing one there was like a group of guys where they were just like dressed like i like i never would have known they were into football um and one of them was they were just going like it's coming home (laughs) to us but like weirdly quite quiet and like like they didn't want anyone else to know that they were saying like a
1: secret code yeah it's coming home i was in the center of london and let me tell you the scenes after england won were close to biblical there was there were car horns Mm. there were like little street parties
0: so harriet is currently in her car Recording this podcast. Woohoo! Harriet, take it away.
2: Yeah, give us, give the, give the listeners a brief. Yeah, and I mean brief because we, you know, we don't have an hour. Yeah,
1: brief. You go on for decades. I do. I, I'll, I'll give you the lot. I'll give you the short of it. So, we moved house um, to a lovely new house. Um, the move did not go smoothly, to say the least. She's
0: living out her car now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and basically my house is now full of boxes um and my family have come down today to help my mum and me unpack and for, it's a new build so we haven't got any curtains or anything up we're not got any shelves so to help do some diy so while that's going on so i can record the podcast i'm currently in my car so a i can have someone to sit down and be um I won't, there won't be random drilling in the back as well. So that is why I'm in my car. I kept it brief. I'm
2: really proud of you, Harriet, for keeping that brief. Thank you. We're all, I feel like it's, shall we say this week, has just been a bit of a whirlwind and a roller coaster for everyone? Yeah, man.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I feel like I've been coastered off a cliff.
2: But we're here. We ain't
0: had good weeks, but we're all right. We're We're alive. We survived. (laughs) Dead but living.
1: Would you like a question?
0: Yeah, distract me. Come on now.
1: I'm unsure if I'm honest, but okay.
2: So the question is, can you always turn an obstacle into an opportunity? And how do you do it? Oh, I want to say yeah. But there's always also a part
0: of me that's like, in my headspace right now that I'm in, I'm just like, nope, it's an obstacle, you're blocked, <laughs> give up, that's where I'm at right now. But I know, I know that I feel like, yeah, it. I think you can make it into an opportunity or at least a learning lesson.
2: Yeah, it depends on, I guess, doesn't it, like what you view as an opportunity. Because even if you can't change anything about the situation, you can learn from it. Sometimes it can give you like a bit of a push. For example, my situation this week is that like I had a job, left my job, the other job got taken away. It's all a bit complicated. Um, and so I've managed to go back to my original job. Um, and they've been very, very nice and accommodating in fairness, despite me messing them around. Um, but I feel like... In some ways it's like, oh, an opportunity that then got taken away and, you know, it's all that's that's not enjoyable. But it's kind of made it's made me be like, give me that push to be like, Oh, I know I want something new. You know, like it's like really made me be like, oh, I definitely want an adventure. That one came a little bit out of the blue yeah. and I'm just gonna accept that the timing's not right. It's just for whatever reason this isn't the right one for me. But it's opened my eyes, I guess, and so I guess you can still that's still Yeah depending on how you view it, turning it into an opportunity in a way, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I'd like to think that maybe 95% of obstacles become an opportunity or a learning opportunity, one of the two. However, I think think there are maybe that 5% where it's like, you know what, sometimes this is a... A, a, a very difficult one, and maybe maybe you get over the obstacle in years to come, or you can you're able to deal with the obstacle in years to come. But um, I think maybe there's some things that I think is difficult.
2: Yeah, there's t- there's definitely timing, isn't there? There are some um, there are some situations where, like I I'm like a real prime example of someone who's always trying to turn it into an opportunity or into an you know mm. trying to be like three seconds after something terrible has happened, I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm, It's fine because... And then I'm trying to like to... And like like my mum literally this week was like, Ailish, can you just stop and just for like an hour, just be like, nah, this is a bit shit. Yeah. And like sit with the, the feeling. Because then when you try to turn it into an opportunity... It's a bit more real.
0: Because what happened to you this week was shit. Yeah. yeah. It was awful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But you definitely, you, sometimes you have to feel that, don't you? Mm. Before you move on and try to turn it into a positive.
0: The second part of your question, how do you do it? I feel like we can only answer that if we've got a scenario. I
1: I mean, personally for me, I'll, I'll give you one that I can think of for me. Within lockdown, obviously, everything went online, things like that finances went a bit lower. And I was sitting there going like that. And I was sitting with my partner and he was like, right, stop being a sad bitch, start being a bad bitch. What, how are you going to turn this around? What can you do? Was that a rap? Stop being a sad bitch, stop being a bad
2: bitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally. He was like, you need to sort your shit out. (laughs) Literally. out." Literally. He was like, you need to sort your shit out and you need to stop being like miserable and crying and hoping it's gonna sort itself out. You need to actually do something active. How are you gonna do this? So we went through everything that I could potentially do on Zoom. And then like, for example, he was like, right, you've you've catered for kids, great. Where's the adult classes? And I was like, I don't have any. He's like, there's your market, done. Got a market, create some adult classes. You're on Zoom, so I'm gonna take your time. You don't have to book a hall. You're doing it online just put it out there it's not going to it's not like you're going to lose any money if nobody shows up because you're doing it from the comfort of your own home mm. and yeah my adult classes were very good during lockdown so yay so for example that's how one of the opportunities how I got over an obstacle
2: yeah i think also there is a level of um like you know you know when people talk about like seeing like being an optimist or a pessimist, and you know half—I nearly said half glass full. <laughs> <laughs> half glass
1: full. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that, and I was like, "Why does that not make sense?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, thank you."
2: That's fine. Um, it did make yeah. sense. It, it
1: made. You know what? It made sense to me. I understood every word of that. It,
2: I don't. Maybe that's—is that insulting to me that I've. I started to speak on your level.
1: (laughs) Yay! I'm creating an army. I'll send you your welcome (laughs) package. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Um, But yeah,
2: I do think that some people are very. very happy to accept that you know like where they're like well i'm pessimistic so i'm going to assume everything's terrible i'm not going to make the effort to you know to turn this negative into a positive and and while i do believe that we are naturally you know we're, we're all different and we naturally view things in different ways i think that um you you can also try and push yourself to change some of your outlook you know i think that you can Mm. try to be like no we can learn from this situation and you know and and you know if you've got a choice some people when they have a choice between two things they're like this is terrible and then whatever choice they make they're upset that they didn't make the other choice and stuff and i think that there is a limit uh, um to a certain extent i think that you can also try and kind of take a step back and be like no i'm gonna try and think of this positively even if it's that you only speak positively you know like so you stop Mm. ranting to other people or you know you know like there's there i think there are some kind of things you can do to practice that and then it does start to change your outlook on challenges and obstacles the more you practice it if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah i mean i would say i'm naturally a pessimist like I also, if something goes wrong, I'm like, oh, well, it's broken, it's shit, it's done, everything's going to go wrong and die, bye, see you later. That's where (laughs) I'll go straight away. But I am getting better at being like, no, it's not. Calm yourself and try and sort your shit out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh. I think, especially over lockdown and stuff, the term taking a step back was quite foreign to me. Um, But over the past year, I've been doing that an awful lot. Um, I think I've got quite good at taking a step back. Almost to the point where I've just stepped back and I'm just staying here now.
2: (laughs) I'm not taking a step in anymore. I'm not taking a step
0: in anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's very important, I think. Um, in terms of a staying calm and b just seeing what effect you're having on other people and situations and it can also give you just a clearer head if you need to make a decision take a step back look at everything and you don't get so flustered or in your head about things that's what i struggled with anyway and i feel like me taking a step back from things has ha- actually helped
2: yeah mm. it's interesting isn't it that when that like you bring up lockdown because that's actually a really um such a I mean universal example Mm. of a very large obstacle that has been put into everyone's way in different ways obviously you know some people have been affected um much more directly in in a really horrible way Mm -hmm. um and and for the rest of us there's still been a you know huge amount of kind of impacts of it and some people have kind of just tried to do like what you were saying like to go I'm going to work on myself you know I'm going to take a step mm. back and I'm going to really like take this time that's been given to me that I might not have wanted but I'm going to try and do something with the time some people have found it really difficult and not been able to do that and there's not you know who would we be to judge someone for how they've handled it because it's been a very intense situation um but there's been a lot of when you look around a lot of people trying to make the best of it and you know and a lot of people have found new passions and um started businesses and started
0: podcasts
2: started podcasts Yay. started writing a musical <laughs> <laughs> But that like stuff like that might not have happened if if there hadn't been a lockdown and while we wouldn't want to relive it or have it happen, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I
1: swear to god if it happens again.
2: Yeah, well, exactly?
1: Swear to god. But but that's an
2: example where a lot of people have turned I mean literally literally what we've done. Yeah. is, is turned a an obstacle into I guess an opportunity.
0: Yeah. That's exact. Oh yeah, we've done yeah. that, haven't we? Oh Yeah. yeah. I've done it. I haven't even (laughs) realised. Tick. (laughs) Big tick. Oh, that's fun. Yay. That's
2: nice. I promise I actually hadn't thought about that when I asked the question. It sounds like that was where I was leading it with it. Well, yeah, but
0: that's where we are. I didn't even realise.
2: You don't, do you? No. Shall we do this thing?
0: Yeah. Right. Let me get hyped. Wait, let me get hyped. Okay, let's go. Let's get hyped, guys whoop 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> creative creative creativity let's go through it with my veins. right I'm ready we need to get like a hype song UK Han oh can you make a hype jingle can we get a hype
2: yeah, jingle yeah b- yeah maybe we should have we should like I'll try and make one and then whenever we're like not feeling it we'll play it yeah
1: yeah Let's. Do I it. think it should just be like <laughs> let's get down
2: to business yeah we'll have to pay a lot of money for that um a few of you probably remember all of you hopefully the one person that listened to the episode just one, Um, (laughs) that we had my brother Steve on that's writing a musical and is a fairly successful writer Um, and he's coming at it from the opposite point of view to us so every now and then I'll have a conversation because he listens to the podcast hello Steve hi Steve Steve. hey chicken legend And yeah, every now and then we'll have a chat and he's like, oh, these are the thoughts that I have. Um, And in a very supportive way. Um, And yeah, and last week was one of those weeks. So we've just uh, got a little note of them, of those kind of questions that he was thinking might be useful for us to answer just in terms of getting a kind of good writer's structure to it. So let's just have a look at them and also we can be like nah you know it's up to us we can do what we want with this situation
1: Mm. so i'd just like to apologize now for the rain on my car which you can probably hear it's getting worse it's
0: okay the first question was uh what event happened to joe to make them lose themselves i.e Something that triggered them to stop making decisions in their own life and why is this decision important? So we've already established, haven't we, that Joe has to make this um, decision on whether to take the job and give them financial stability or to drop everything and go travelling and go see the world, see what that has to offer. That's their decision that they have to make. Yeah so beforehand we've also said that joe is in a bit of a i wouldn't say a rut but just they just haven't got the joy in their work they haven't got or got the,
2: the gumption or something The
0: gumption
1: a lot of me wonders if if they've always been like that that they've just always just sort of trod the line sort of like done what seems best and actually they're not enjoying it yeah and just, do you yeah. know what i mean yeah so i think um
2: that's like a good thing that we could do but from like a writer's story perspective there's like needs to be something for the audience to hook into like for them to yeah. be like yeah. this is why it's happened so it doesn't need necessarily need to be like some dramatic thing that happened to them or like we does not doesn't actually need to be anything massive if we don't want it to be but that we should be able to pinpoint something so that the audience can go okay i'm on side you know because particularly particularly if the goal for us is Them just making a decision you know as opposed to the goal being what decision they make we need to get the audience to be on on that wavelength the audience to be like we want them to just make a decision like they need to be as invested yeah um which is why pinpointing something but it might be like that they had a particular childhood or you know it, it could be even like didn't we discuss at one point the idea that they might have gone for the job before Maybe they've gone for the job multiple times and always been passed over. You know, there could be like something yeah. that's shut them down. I don't know.
0: It'll be. It'll, I think it's a good idea to sort of have all of this sort of background knowledge yeah. of all the characters um, beforehand, not necessarily to put into the musical or anything, but uh, for the writing to take from. Yeah. and give you an opportunity to write from and we have said haven't we that we were going to sort of leave it open-ended as to make the audience make their own decisions on what they would do etc yeah so the emphasis can be on the decision making excel itself rather than the decision made yeah definitely yeah we need to we need to go a little bit more in depth with joe to get this sort of background
2: what happens if they don't make the decision this time you know what What's the consequence? Because yeah. that uh, that's gonna heighten this. Like, yeah, we need them to make a decision. You know, like, we really want them to do it. Um, I don't know what the answer to that is, but I guess that's all part of this, isn't it? It's like understanding like their past, and therefore, it what what's gonna happen to them if they don't take the reins now?
0: And when will another opportunity or choice to be made come up? come across again as as well. Should we go right to the beginning of Joe? How old is Joe
2: when we meet them? Do we know?
1: I was going to say mid, mid to late 20s.
2: Yeah, I like that because also I guess if we go too young, there's kind of less weight on decisions when you're young, isn't there, because you've got the rest of your life. Yeah, like it doesn't
0: have the same sort of gravitas. Yeah. Are we going to, so yeah, is it anything to do with the childhood? Let's make a decision on that.
1: I don't, I don't want them to have a bad childhood because I think it's too much of an obvious choice.
0: Yeah. It's too much of a cliche.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like what if they applied to go to university or something to do something different and they were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. And it could be like they got rejected and so they went back to the norm or like Mm. that, um, maybe they kind of their parents were a bit like are you sure that's what you want to do
1: i think it's the latter i think it's the parents saying "Mm." it's always the parents it is always the parents
2: or maybe they were like i'm going traveling on my gap year with someone or i don't know and they went and really quick into it they like all their money got stolen or like something happened and they literally had to go home because they looked like couldn't be there anymore but it was really fast into it and they went home and were quite like scarred by that experience <laughs> and never thought about it you know kind of like were like i need to settle down i don't know if that's a good idea or not but
0: i quite like the idea of them never having traveled before
1: yeah
2: what what if the person that they were meant to go traveling with like last minute freaked out their parents wouldn't let them go and then they were like I'm not doing this, I'm going to go and get a job and go to uni and do the right thing and left really last minute.
1: I, like, I can see them in the airport being, like, literally waiting for this person who never showed.
2: And may, that could have even broken their friendship as well. or you know. Yeah. Mm, a lover? Yeah, I mean, could be.
0: Maybe it would be like childhood sweetheart. They were going to go travelling and seeing the world together. Yeah. And then the
2: partner is like, yeah, I can't do this, sorry. Mm,
1: yeah, I think that's it i like that it kind
2: of brings up the traveling thing so when we talk about you know what why this decision what's going to happen if if they don't make this decision c- could it be like um even even kind of as i mean simple is not the right word but like that they know like joe is like starting to get this kind of like you know that feeling where you're like I can't do this anymore. I'm not, I can't continue doing this. Guess and it's like, I, I I, need to, it's like a, do I, and it doesn't even necessarily mean to be like, I can't do this job anymore, but it's like, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. And that if they don't commit and like take the reins and take control and make decisions and and really like go for, you know, work out what they want and go for it, then maybe they feel like that'll be them like giving up emotionally like they it's like they're on the brink of of that kind of like full downward spiral Mm -hmm. um and doing this is like the the key to stopping it i don't know if that makes sense yeah i
0: think that's that's all it has to be really isn't it is that yeah they're suddenly just like, I can't live like this anymore. This
2: isn't what I want. This isn't me. Yeah.
0: You you things just click and you suddenly think you suddenly realise and you're like, Oh my god, what am I doing?
2: Yeah. I've definitely been in situations where I've gone, if I don't really like take ownership of my situation and start sorting myself out and being honest with people, you know, and doing all of that stuff, then I probably just will end up like as dramatic as it sounds, like dying or something. You know, like where you kind of go I, pff, I'm not gonna be able to live like this much longer.
0: No, So the thing that will trigger that off is them either get them getting the job, and then speaking to their friends at the pub, like we said last time, about people going travelling. Yeah, and that then it it just that is the thing that sets them off, thinking, "Oh my god, what have I been doing? What do I do?"
2: Yeah, yeah, because also, like you know, even even in terms of like, say they decide to stay and do the job, is like you can decide to do that, but like to to attack it and really like, you know, like to really go, I'm not just going to be passive in my job and in my life and, you know, and, and even if you decide to stick with the job is like, I'm going to do it properly. You know, I'm going to turn yeah. my life around still. I'm going to go and because maybe they have distanced themselves from people and friends and kind of, you know, isolated. Maybe they themselves don't recognize themselves and, anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Again, I think we've all been there at times.
2: Yeah, off the back of that, perhaps Corey and Ali used to be best friends. Yeah, until an incident, and they could literally call it an incident, or you know, or something, you know. Um, and but but as the audience, you don't know what happened. You're just like they used to be best friends. So it's that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's
2: that until the incident, which was that time
0: until until they get left at the airport. Yeah, or at
2: the yeah. altar, as you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they they like hate each other now.
1: Two jobs, one stone done.
2: I like that, like kind of that way of merging those stories as well. You know, we were talking about like how do we merge the characters? Yes. Could they be looking for Joe, but they don't know who Joe is, so they're not calling them Joe.
1: Yeah, I like you know, that. But, but yeah. they're
2: like, like you know, like Dorothy, right, in the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Who's looking for the wizard to get her home?
1: Mm. Yeah. You know,
2: like what if it's that they're like. We have to find and they've got some name the wizard you know like what if it's literally like they're like we need to save our home mm. and we need to find this person
1: it, yeah finding the joe who joe was before the incident because joe's lost themselves right they have lost themselves you're right and then it links into everything even
2: more so as always please get in contact with us follow us on instagram at dirty last podcast you can also email us podcasts at deitylast.co.uk. Harriet's head scratcher.
1: Scratching. So, if you've got a gingerbread man and gingerbread house, is the gingerbread house made out of skin or is the gingerbread man made out of bricks? Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> oh, my God. That did not go the way I thought it was going to be. My second counter question to that, which I think is how you're going to find the answer what came first, the gingerbread house or the gingerbread man?
2: Harriet, did you not. Remember my reaction to which came first between the chicken and the egg. She
1: couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel that we need to know this answer to get to the answer of, well, is the house made of skin or is the man made of bricks? Because whichever one was uh, made first, that's your answer. Can I just say it's neither skin nor bricks. It's, it's gingerbread. gingerbread. <laughs> but
0: regardless...
1: regardless,
0: I think of a house made of skin... And still want to eat- No, go do it.
1: But a man (laughs) made of bricks? This is so morbid. I've never
2: thought about a a gingerbread man being made of skin either. (laughs) No. I've just ruined everybody's day.
0: I just don't know how to answer this question.
2: I'm just trying to get myself into the mind of Harriet and (laughs) think like you think. I'm going to go right back to the beginning with gun to my head. (laughs) I think the gingerbread man is made of bricks. Mostly because I don't want to think about the idea of them all being made of skin.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna say. That. I I don't want to have a house made of skin, but I genuinely think the gingerbread man came first. So that would then mean that the house is made of gingerbread skin. I don't
2: think there's an answer to what came first out of the man in the house because like everyone just makes them themselves. It's not it's not a case of like one births the other, right?
0: <laughs>
1: the gingerbread man came first because the gingerbread man built his gingerbread house. Exactly. In the so, gingerbread world. Didn't he? But he had to make it. and He had nothing so he had to make it out of gingerbread skin. So did
2: he rip his he own made skin it. off? Yeah. And
1: him build the house? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. In seven days. <laughs> the Lord gingerbread God made.
1: A fake world in seven days out of his own skin. I've broken Sam. That's my day achieved. I'm just trying not to think about skin.
2: I'm like, the, I have just never heard a question like it. You're rocking
1: backwards and forth.
2: This question is going to stick with me, and whether it's for a good or bad reason, I'm not sure, but it's going to stick with me.
1: And that is the aim of the head scratcher. I mean, I guess, I guess
2: your head scratcher did its job, Harriet.
1: And it pissed me off. (laughs) Exactly. That's the aim of the game. Is it bad that I really fancy a gingerbread man now? On that note... um... Shall we say goodbye? Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. You're the best. Bye. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Ooh, that skin biscuit sounds nice.